The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Every time I turn around, he's blessing me. For the blessings of the Lord maketh us rich, and he addeth no sorrow to it. And the blessings of the Lord is not limited or dependent on favorable circumstances, good conditions. God blesses anyhow he wants to bless. Whenever he wants to bless, he is blessing me and he is blessing you. God bless you, every one of you. Amen. Thank you for being part of this worship service. We worship the Lord. We give him all the praise and all the glory. I want to remind you that next Sunday, we will celebrate our 21st church anniversary. And our theme is Made Away. And that's what God's been doing all year. Amen. Especially during this pandemic, God has been making a way. And he will continue to make a way for me. He'll make a way for you. So make sure you tune in to the worship service next Sunday as we celebrate 21 years of ministry here at Agape Word Fellowship. Amen. And lest I forget, listen, beloved, we're in election season. And it is of critical importance that everybody go out and vote. We need to marshal people that, have, that didn't vote before, that never voted, to get registered. And in fact, I believe October 9th is the last day to register to vote. So make sure that you and your household, your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, everybody is registered to vote. And then early voting begins on October 15th. We must vote. Amen. It's easy to complain, but voting empowers us, and we can do something about it. There are millions that set out of the election in 2016 or just refused not to participate for whatever reason. And look what it's gotten us. It's gotten us a tyrant for president. It's gotten us too ultra-conservative on the Supreme Court. And another one is about to be named any day now. Another one is about to be confirmed any day now. And it's my understanding the person that's being nominated is vocally and adamantly opposed to Obamacare. Beloved, you need your health insurance. You need your pre-existing conditions protected. But that won't happen unless you get up and empower yourselves and go to the polls and vote. And many of you might be voting by mail. You know, I've received my, my mail-in ballot already. But I was thinking about it. I said, I don't know. You know, the post office seemed to be acting up a little bit. So I may just go in. I just may go in the early vote. I'll put some goggles on and a mask and some gloves. and just. <laughs> but I'm going to cast my vote. I'm going to cast my vote. And I hope every one of you will vote. If you don't be, do it by mail, then go in person. Take advantage of early voting. Amen. 
Do your part, and I'll do my part, and I believe God will make the difference. Amen. Amen. This morning I'm reading to you from the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 6. In 2 Kings chapter 6, I want you to look at verse 15. There it says, And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear. Let me say that again. Elisha answered and said, Do not fear. And this is what, this is what he told his servant Gehazi. Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, and he said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the prophecy of the book. Last week, I talked to you about prophetic living. And today, I want to talk to you about prophetic vision. Let me say it again. Prophetic vision. Prophetic vision, seeing through the eye of faith. You know, beloved, physical sight will look at some circumstances and call them bad or call them ugly. Look at some circumstances and say, this is a dark situation. This is an empty situation. Call some circumstances failure or defeat. And sometimes we just say it's hopeless. All based on physical sight. Hmm? But faith looks to God. Faith looks to God and sees the answer according to the prophecy of the book. Walking by faith and seeing through the eye of faith is prophetic vision. So what is prophetic vision? Prophetic vision is to be eye-minded. To be eye-minded. Have you ever set out to go someplace for the very first time? And you begin to imagine in your mind how that place would look like, how, how things would be in that place. You were using the eye of your mind. Hmm? So being eye-minded is seeing by faith through the eye of your mind. And thank God that God's given us sight in our mind. Seeing the reality and the presence of of God and his provision, regardless of the circumstances, reported to the physical eyes. Another way of saying this is, we call those things 
that be not as though they were. So prophetic vision is choosing not to believe your lying eyes. Your physical eyes will lie to you. They'll tell you something is bad, but God will work it out for your good. Your physical eyes will tell you that something is just so dark, but God's getting ready to spring light into that situation. Your physical eyes will say it's just hopeless. You might as well give up. And God is setting you up for a greater blessing. So prophetic vision is choosing not to believe your lying eyes, but rather believing what God said in the prophecy of the book. My case in point is here in 2 Kings chapter 6. When you look at this situation, and the story begins in verse 8 where the king of Syria was making war against Israel. And he consorted with his servants and he said to them, my camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God, that is Elijah, he would send to the king of Israel. And he would say, beware that you do not pass this place for the Syrians are coming down there. And then the king of Israel would actually send someone to the place that the man of God had told him about. And then he would be warned and he was watchful there, not just once, not just twice, but several times he escaped the army of the Syrians. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled. He was troubled about this thing. And so he called his servants and he, he, he said to them, will you not show me which one of you is for the king of Israel? In other words, we have a spy in our camp. Then all of a sudden, one of the servants spoke up and said, none, my Lord, O king, but Elisha, Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel, he tells the king of Israel the words that you speak even when you're in your bedroom. So he said, go and see where this man is called Elisha. I want to send and get him. And it was told to him that surely he's in Dothan. Therefore, the king of Syria sent horses and chariots and a, a great army there. And they came by night and they surrounded the city. And when Gehazi, the servant of Elijah, arose early in the morning, he went out and there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And, he, and Gehazi said to Elijah, alas, my master, what shall we do? In other words, we are toast. All Gehazi saw was defeat and demise. He saw imminent destruction. And he pretty much said to Elisha, oh, my master, we're toast. But Elisha said to him, do not fear. Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those that are with them. Gehazi, I didn't see anything. Like many of us, sometimes we don't see what God is doing. We see the evil report. 
but we don't see by faith the goodness of the Lord in every situation. For all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. So Elijah prayed. And we need to pray for one another the same prayer. Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. And this is my prayer for every one of you tuned into this worship service that the Lord would open your eyes that you may see. For too long you've been calling bad, bad when God says it's good. For too long you've been calling sickness, disease when God says it's health. For too long you've been calling lack and limitation poverty when God says you have an abundance. So he prayed, Lord, open his eyes of the young man. And the eyes of the young man was open. And Gehazi, he saw. He looked up on the mountain and he saw that the mountain was full of horses and chariots. Horses and chariots of fire. All around Elisha. He saw angelic beings in the form of horses and chariots of fire. But Elisha had already seen it. He already said there's more that be with us than it is than it are with them. But Gehazi didn't see it. Like a lot of times we don't see it. But we need to pray, Lord, open my eyes. Give me prophetic vision. See, a prophetic vision, beloved, will see through the eye of faith. You see it, you believe it, and you say it. Let me say that again. When you have prophetic vision, you see it, you say it, or should I say you see it, you believe it, and you say it. You see it, you believe it, and you say it. It's like Paul said to the Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We all have in the same spirit of faith. Therefore, I have believed and I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. That is the spirit of faith, beloved. Faith is not waiting to see something with the natural eye, with the physical eye, because your physical eyes will lie to you. Faith is believing what God said. Prophetic vision is seeing it, believing it, and saying it. Glory. So prophetic vision is really living by faith and seeing by faith. Huh? So the eye of faith, it reveals to us what God is doing. And what God is doing, he's doing more for you than you can ever realize through your physical eyes. Let me say it again. God is doing more for me. He's doing more for you than you can ever realize with your physical eyes. God is always at work. God is always present. Even when the city was surrounded with the Syrian army, Elisha knew that God was already there. So he chose to see God rather than the threat from the Syrian army. Glory to God. Paul said to the Romans, so what shall we then say to these things? What shall we say? If God be for us, who can be against us? 
And I like to say it this way. If God be for us, what can be against us? If God be for you, glory to God. And I'm telling you, the Syrian army, their arms were too short to box with God. And I'm telling you, the enemy, his arms are too short to box with your God. God is for you. God is not only in you, he is for you. So who can be against you? What can be against you? Glory to God. God is always doing more for us than what is reported to the physical eye. Understand how the physical eye works. Here's how the physical eye functions. The physical eye beholds an image and the optic nerve reports to the brain, come on, it reports a message, an interpretation of that image to the brain. That's walking in the flesh. But when you walk in the spirit, when you have prophetic vision, you're not operating on the optic nerve and physical sight, but you're operating on the spirit of God and the faith of God. Because what God said. So when you face difficulties in life, and we all will face them, if you haven't faced them, keep living. We all face difficulties in life. But sometimes those difficulties appear to be insurmountable. But remember, spiritual answers are always there. Huh? Spiritual answers are there even when you can't see them Physically. This is why the writer of the Proverbs says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. We got to keep the prophetic word of God in our vision before our spiritual eyes, that eye of faith. Because where there is no vision, we perish. We lose our focus. We cast out restraint. We drift out of the will of God. We stop agreeing with God because of a lack of prophetic vision. Glory to God. Glory to God. But we got to look through the eyes of faith and let God show us the answer. Huh? For we walk by faith and not by sight. We live by faith and not by what we can see. Huh? Too many of us are living and we're driven by only what we can see and measure with the physical eye. But what did God say? What did he say in the prophecy of the book? We got to look at that situation and we got to get on the side of God and say, I want to see it the way God sees it. Huh? You look at a situation where somebody really hurt you. And here God was setting you up for a greater blessing. But you want to drown yourself in your sorrows. You want to drown yourself in self-pity because somebody did you wrong. And here God was setting you up for a blessing. Walk by faith and not by sight. So if you don't see God working in your life, you know, the problem may be your spiritual eyesight and not the power of God. Let me say that again. So many people, they're quick to say, this is not working for me. I believe it, but I don't see it working. 
If you don't see God working in your life, the problem is your spiritual eyesight, not the power of God. It's like being out of the range. And you're doing target practice. That person that's with you, perhaps, they make all kinds of excuses about why they can't hit the target. Why they can't even come close to the bullseye. They be saying stuff like, uh, I, maybe I, I, I left my glasses at home. Or, or, or maybe I need to clean my glasses. Or, or, or maybe I need some glasses. And the truth is, that's not their real problem. Their problem is they just don't have the ability to shoot. God doesn't have that problem. God is always a straight shooter. And so when we're not seeing the blessings of the Lord and the power of God and the protection of God in our lives, the problem will always be our physical eyesight, I should say our spiritual eyesight, and not the power of God. He's perfect in all his ways. Amen? Glory to God. So Elijah prayed when his servant couldn't see the answer. Elijah saw it right away. But his servant didn't see anything happening but defeat and demise. So Elijah prayed, Lord, open his eyes. Open his eyes. Why would Elijah pray that? It's the same reason we need our eyes open. We need our eyes open to see that the angel of the Lord, as Psalms 34 verse 7 says, the angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him, and he delivereth them. He delivereth them, and he delivereth them, thank God, out of all the affliction. Huh? There are angels that encamp round about us the same way Elisha saw the angels of the Lord in the form of horses and chariots surrounding the city. The angels of the Lord encamp around you, they encamp around me. If we fear the Lord, because if you fear the Lord, God says, those same angels he'll use to deliver you. So to say, Lord, send an angel is more than cliche. That's reality. And more often, I mean, more likely, it's more correct to say, not, not send an angel, but manifest an angel. Because the angels are already there. If you live walking in the fear of the Lord. Glory to God. So when, Ge when Gehazi's eyes finally got open, hmm, he wasn't afraid anymore. Why? He saw the mighty army of God. He saw the mighty army of God in the form of angelic beings. Now here's what we need to understand with prophetic vision. The angels are always around us. We know from Psalms 23 that the Lord promised that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. I'm here to tell you this morning that goodness and mercy are really angels. And they, have, they, they are committed to follow you all the days of, of your life. Glory to God. So we need to appeal to goodness. We need to appeal to mercy in any situation that appears insurmountable, any situation that appears hopeless. 
We need to understand who we are. We are the people of God. We are the chosen of God. We are the redeemed blood washed people of God. And as the people of God, we have an inheritance. Huh? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 says, And we have come to Mount Zion. Listen to me. And the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and an innumerable company of angels. We are the church of the firstborn. The church of the firstborn is the church of Jesus Christ. We're in the church of Jesus Christ. It's the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. And Hebrews says we need to understand where we are and whose we are. We have come to Mount Zion. This is how we live. We have come to Mount Zion. It's the city of the living God. It's the heavenly Jerusalem. And an innumerable company of angels. Did you hear that? Now, what about these angels? Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, it, it, it poses the question, are they not all? Come on. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall be heirs of salvation? If you are heir to salvation, you need to see. You need to see where you are and who's with you. You are not alone. There are angels camping round about you. There are an innumerable company of angels. In other words, there are more angels looking over your life than you can ever count. They are innumerable. And we have come to a place of angelic protection, angelic blessing. We have come to a place where we understand that these angelic beings, they are sent forth as ministers as ministers to them who are heirs of salvation. Glory to God. Glory to God. So this is prophetic vision. You're seeing through the, the eye of your mind. I'm seeing what God sees. Glory to God. And because you can't touch it physically, you can't measure physically, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It exists because God exists. It exists because God says it does. And we need to challenge ourselves to see situations, to see circumstances the way that God does. So how does God see it? And it's prophetic to see what God sees, even though your natural physical eye is reporting something to the contrary. God is always up to something good in your life. Glory to God. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So we got to see it. We, we got to believe it. Then we got to see it just like Elijah did. There are more with us than there are with them. Elijah saw it when his servant couldn't see it. But then he prayed. Then his servant saw it. So what is God saying? God is saying if we'll pray, if we'll pray, Lord, open my eyes, we'll get it. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship. 
where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.